Talking about movies, talking about films, talking about actors and directors and whatever else we feel like movies and films. Welcome to Movies and Films. This is a podcast where your two hosts, Jake and Joel, watch and discuss a new movie each week. We have both compiled a list of 20 of our favorite movies of all time. We are taking turns picking movies one at a time off of each other's list. This week's movie is National Treasure. We'd love it if you watched it with us and let us know what you thought of it. Find us on Instagram at Movies and Films Pod and on Facebook at Movies and Films with Jake and Joel. You can also email us at Movies and Films Pod at gmail.com. Enjoy. We are at episode 15 of Movies and Films. The movie in question is off of Jake's list. The movie is National Treasure. Yeah. 2004's National Treasure. 2004. One year after Pirates. <laughs> yeah. And the same producer, Jerry Bruckheimer. Very similar movies. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was watching and I was like, man, I just love this movie so much. And then I realized that they're basically the same. <laughs> they like have the same feel. Yeah. We'll get into that because I think there's some really interesting comparisons with that. Cool. Uh, cool. All right. It's off of Jake's list, so I will summarize. Yeah. This is a movie about a guy named Benjamin Franklin Gates, played by Nicolas Cage. Uh, we start off the movie with uh, him and his grandfather in an attic. He finds a little, what does he find? Like a, It's like an old book, an but old it's book, got yes. the letters in there. And so uh, th- he talks to his grandfather, who's played by Christopher Plummer, legendary actor Christopher Plummer. And he is, uh, he tells young Ben about, he's a kid, sorry, maybe I didn't say this, it's Nicholas Cage as a boy, or Benjamin Gates as a boy, he uh, he finds this thing in the attic, and his grandfather tells him this incredible story about the Knights Templar, who are this organization who are guarding this secret treasure. And all through the past thousand or two thousand years, they, this society has existed to, to guard this treasure. It shows this great montage of all these kind of world events happening, and empires rising and falling, and pyramids all that stuff and the free turns into the freemasons so it's really borrowing kind of heavily from actual american history and pseudo history kind of like mythological stuff uh so and then it's kind of ended because his dad comes into the room played by john voight who's kind of young younged up in makeup at this point (laughs) and dyed hair and he says he basically says quick tell him about that crap yeah and then his grandfather kind of hints hey our lineage is maybe part of this Knights Templar, right. you, you know, your, your bloodline has something to do with this. So anyway, his, uh, he asked him if he wants to become an, a knight. He says he does. Uh, giant time jump yeah. into uh, t- 2004, basically. Nicholas Cage is now... <laughs> full-blown treasure yes. hunter. So Ben is now a full-blown treasure hunter. He's being employed by Sean Bean, whose name is Ian. Uh, Ian Howe, who's like a millionaire treasure hunter, entrepreneur right. kind of guy. And uh, they're in the Arctic, deep, deep in like the ice, and uh, they're looking for this clue, which is the last, the, his grandfather told him the last clue was, uh, what was the name of the ship? Charlotte. The Charlotte. So it's like, it was like find the Charlotte, or yep. Charlotte has the answer. Secret lies with Charlotte. Secret lies with Charlotte. Yeah. So they've tracked this ship called the Charlotte to the ice up there. So they excavate it. They find it, they excavate it, and they get down into the uh, into the hold, and they spill a liberal amount of gunpowder all over the yeah. inside of the ship. I thought that was hilarious. They reminded me, have you seen Zoolander? No, I haven't. There's a scene in Zoolander where all these male models, they're like, it's 
I mean, it's insane. It's supposed to be just insane, but they have a gasoline fight. Like they're at a, a gasoline <laughs> pump and they're just spraying each other with gasoline. It reminds me of that. Yeah. Where every, they just keep walking. Yeah. And just there's like, oh, is this gunpowder? Ah, I'll pour it all over the floor. <laughs> it's a <laughs> setup. Yeah. Of, oh, it's a setup for sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, from the first one, you're like, well, this thing's going to blow up. And so they find there's nothing in this hold of this ship except for they find this like cool scrimshaw like pipe mm-hmm. that's been carved out of whalebone and there's a there's an inscription on it and from this inscription there's a riddle and they decide for the riddle to realize, to uh, to determine that there is a map or at least the next clue is on the back of the Declaration of Independence. I love it. And so Nicolas Cage is like Ben <laughs> Ben Gates is like <laughs> Well, we're we're not gonna get to it. Right. What are we gonna do? Steal it? And Ian's like, Yeah, we're gonna steal it. And Ben is like, Well, I'm not gonna steal it. And Ian's like, Well, I'm gonna steal it, and I'm gonna <laughs> kill you and leave you here in, right. this, in this ship. And so, yeah. So Ian takes off, leaves them to die. Uh, ben and his his assistant Riley, Riley Poole. Yep. He they escape through this extra secret door thing. Ian takes the pipe. And then the next part of the movie is them. He realizes, well, if Ian's going to steal the declaration, the declaration, then we should just steal it first, right? To protect it. To protect it. <laughs> so there's this whole kind of Mission Impossible, Ocean's Eleven thing where they they figure out there's this big gala that yeah. evening at the at the National Archives where the declaration is stored. They kind of case it out, and you also see Ian and his team doing a similar thing. Yeah. They're much more kind of high tech and and high powered and and uh, expensive. But uh, so then on the evening of this gala, they both show up. They both show up to steal the declaration. But Ben gets it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, big car chase, whole thing, decoys, gift shop. <laughs> and uh, it, he ends up with the declaration. Yeah. There's another character here called Abigail, Abigail Chase, who is played by Diane Kruger from Inglorious Bastards. Yes. Um, I think the only other thing I've seen her in since that. She's um she's in a movie called Unknown with Liam Neeson. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Uh she's great. Great. She actor. is good. Um and then so but before I should say before the gala, he shows up and kind of talks to her and asks for her help. He warns her that this theft is yeah. gonna happen. She doesn't really believe him, but uh he knows that she likes history. She's been collecting these George Washington campaign pins, which he later sends as kind of a goodwill gesture mm-hmm. of like, Hey, I see you. And so he shows up at the gala. She recognizes him. They talk before he steals it. She ends up kind of swept up in the whole thing. So Nicolas Cage, Ben Gates, and his buddy Riley and Abigail end up kind of on the run mm-hmm. with the declaration. They go to his dad's house, to Ben's dad's house, John Voigt. And uh, his dad has given up on the on the, the treasure. He said yeah. it, it was just a... A tactic to throw off the British during the Revolutionary which, War. Which makes a, a lot of sense. Chase. Yes. It, it's easy to see how he could come to that conclusion. Yes, because it is so cryptic and right. so kind of high-minded. And he doesn't realize that what they have is the Declaration of Independence, of course, on their person. And so on his d- dining room table, they kind of they read the map. It's an invisible ink thing. And they, uh, they figure out that it's the Liberty Bell, right? Or it's in... The next clue yeah. is in these papers... These letters that Benjamin the Franklin, the silence do good letters. Yes, yeah. that, that Benjamin Franklin had written under the pseudonym. 
uh, which is cool. It's all these historic, yeah, it's real so, American history. Yeah, it's really cool how it's like, yeah, interwoven the yeah. actual, you know, realities of what happened. Yes. And it's kind of interwoven. Yeah, in I think that's one. That's one. I, I don't want to give away, but that's one of my strengths of this yeah, movie is, is that kind of the American history trivia mm-hmm. stuff. They they realize that they ha- only have a second that they have to get out of there. They're being chased by the FBI now and Ian and right. his team. So they go to uh, where the silence do good letters are on display through this cipher. They figure out that yeah. the next clue is in was basically with the Liberty where the Liberty Bell is, which is uh, Independence Hall or near Independence Hall. Mm-hmm. And then they get to Independence Hall in Philadelphia. There's this whole thing where they at the exact part of time or time in the day they have to see where the light falls they find this brick inside the brick is a <laughs> you see where this is going yeah. <laughs> so it's just a series of clues and then yeah. it eventually ends up in this old church in is it new york city in the trinity the church tr- yeah yeah it's, yeah is it's it trinity i think so yeah. it's on the corner of broadway and wall street right yes yes wall street okay so they show up there there's this whole crypt in the basement and then they get to the bottom of this giant kind of well thing and they find this room and they say this is a dead end it's not right. here it's actually in boston to throw ian off yes yeah. and we realize after and ian says well i'm going to leave you here and if i need your help again i'll come get you right and at this point john voigt is with him so it's ben and his dad and riley and abigail and they throw him off the scent and then once ian and his goons are gone they are like we threw him off the scent it's actually here they go they find out they use the pipe to get into this room uh which ian had left he left in the pipe (laughs) and then he uh they find a room and it's the treasure and it's the giant thing uh they are able to tell the FBI shows up. Uh, they find the FBI, they hand over the treasure, they tell the FBI about Ian. Uh, the FBI exonerates them for stealing the Declaration of Independence. It instead arrests Ian, who is breaking into the uh, the whatever church in Boston where yeah, Paul Revere, North, North, I think it's the North something church, yeah, yeah the North something like North Point, North, yeah, North something. I, w- I should know this being from there, but uh, yeah, and so. Come on. And so uh, that's the end. And then they're all millionaires yeah. and world famous. Right. Uh, everybody lives ha- happily ever after, except for Ian. Who's now in prison. Who's now in prison. <laughs> and that's National Treasure. It's great. What I think is is one of the reasons that the movie is so cool is that there's so many twists and like turns to get these clues. They, yeah. They're so convoluted, but they also make sense. And like, yeah. it's just really, there's yeah. a lot there. It's like an escape room. Yeah, it that's is. kind of what this movie is. Um, I'll I'll just well in that case I'm just gonna jump. I'll do my Achilles heel first. Okay, yeah. I think this movie is as much an escape room as it is a movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, and that's fine. I think it's fun. It's a really fun movie to watch, especially if it's your first time. I bet you see all these. There's this treasure hunting aspect. It reminds me of Indiana Jones. It's you. The American history thing is great, uh, but. Yeah, it it sacrifices a lot of like story and character for all that. Yeah. Which is fine. I think that feels like an intentional choice because you kind of have to sacrifice some stuff if you're going to fit this much kind of puzzle solving. Yeah, and it's long. It's it's like two hour, over 2 hours oh, long. Oh, is it? Yeah. I never know how long any of these movies are. <laughs> I never even check. I just think I just know if it feels long. Right. Sure. Uh so yeah, uh so I was going to say I think 
this movie would have been better. So this is my really Achilles heel, though. Okay. It's that, and I think how that manifests is he shouldn't have found the treasure at the end of the movie. That would have made this movie so much better. I don't agree. Okay. But, but explain. So Ben is at odds with his dad because he's still chasing this treasure obsessively. He's right. don't he's he's dedicating all of his time and money to it and his dad is like it's not real like I've given up on it. I have to move along with my life. But Ben isn't moving along with his life. He's still chasing this thing. And so that becomes this movie doesn't have a lot of character motivation. It's it's pretty cut and dry. Ian is a bad guy who just wants money. Yeah. Ben just wants the treasure. Well, Ben wants... Or he wants to find the treasure. Well, he wants... It's really to yeah. clear his family name. It's yeah, it's all his, about his family lineage. name. He doesn't yes. care about the treasure. Sure. That's, that's kind of evident in yeah, the fact his, that he gave I it forgot, all away. Yeah, so the, his their family has definitely ha- has this reputation of kind of being crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so that's part of it. But if they get to that point at the end where they're in that room and Ian leaves them... Mm-hmm. First of all, I, you have to figure out another way for them to get out, of course. They have right. to escape. But if there's no treasure, then he has to actually address his issues with his dad. He never has to because it ends up being everything is cleared up by like, well, I was totally right. Yeah. And you were wrong. And so, and his dad's like, I was wrong. You were right. So, Yay. It, so it's like you're saying that that should have gone the other way. You're saying that Ben should have been the one that was wrong and the dad should have been yes. the one that was right. And so Ben has to be like, you know what? Because... I think a, a better, a good moral of the story would be like, hey, sometimes the treasures aren't real and actually our family is more important than that. Sure. So that then he actually has to sacrifice something, heal things with his dad, but at the very end, of the, after that's happened, there's a clue and they're like, wait a minute. National Treasure 2. The treasure is real. It's just somewhere else. And that's our second movie. To me, I'm like, that wraps, that would make it a, a couple steps better for me, just I, because it uh, would give the treasure, yeah. it would give the story somewhere to go for me. Because as far as I was concerned, this movie, it was just an escape room. It was like the character motivations don't really matter. All that we really care about as the audience is like, what's the next puzzle mean? What's the next puzzle? And there's there's right. some like chases and there's a bunch of gunfire and stuff, but like it's pretty much just like, well, we want to know what the next puzzle is, and so it feels like a Sherlock Holmes thing, but. But less form, but more. I would say more formulaic, where it's just puzzle after puzzle after puzzle. Yeah, so that's my Achilles it's definitely heel. clue, clue, clue. Yeah, where, where is this clue going to take us? This clue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can I can see that. I mean, I I do disagree. Mm-hmm. I think that the moment that we get of he and his Patrick, da- Patrick, yeah, Patrick and Ben is that moment in in the room where you know Patrick is like you know. I was wrong. That that moment, I think yeah. is I think is the reconciliation enough. Yeah, but it's it's wrong because you were right. You were right in the end. Like it feels. This is maybe just a personal preference, but it feels like it's a way more compelling story for the person who has been obsessing about something over the years to say to say I was wrong versus the person who gave it up to say I was wrong. You know, I yeah. I see where you're coming from though, because yeah. like, it's a much more romantic kind of. It's a much more romantic ideal if John Voigt is wrong and he says, like, oh, I should never have given up on the dream. Right. You followed it through. Because a couple other things that I feel like made me feel this way. One is the very ending where at the very end they're like, man, wish we could have 
we could have had what is it riley says like we could have had five percent yeah <laughs> Only one percent. We only had one percent, and and like, but it make they're setting it up where it's like, man, we could have gotten rich off this. Yeah. Oh well, but we did what was right. Right. And then he drives off in a Lamborghini, and him and, and Ben gets the girl and the giant mansion at the yeah. end. So even that felt it made me feel more this way, where it's like he got both. Like he gets to be the mark. He he ends up doing the right thing, but then becoming yeah. crazy, crazy as, rich, right? And as, famous as far as a protagonist you know you you want your protagonist to change in some way yeah and ben doesn't really you know change in any significant way so yeah i i see what you're saying you could say that his dad is the only one who really changes other than abigail abigail has changed just her only change is that she kind of trusts him more throughout and falls in love with him but even that like that same scene as they're trapped in that room, there could be a moment with her where he has to basically say, listen, I basically kidnapped you and brought you along on this thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. And here's the thing. We get to have all that closure, but there's still a treasure. That's what I'm saying. If, right, with my right. ending, we get a national treasure two and three and four. We can keep <laughs> chasing it. Yeah, but that, I don't know. I, I feel like... What is the second one about? I don't know if I've seen the second one. It, it is m- more of the same. He... He, yeah. Spoilers for National Treasure Two: okay. Book of Secrets. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's um, it's about the president keeps this little book, and it's like a secret book. And okay. His big, I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence moment in the second one is I'm gonna kidnap the president of the United States. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he kidnaps the president, and like they, yeah. It's it's That's it is great. more of the sort of more of the same. Yeah. I think it is yeah. still good. Not as I, good. But. I wrote down at the very. I wrote down kind of my my ending for that movie. Uh, they return the declaration, still tip off the FBI to Ian, so his thing gets wrapped up. Right. He goes to jail. Then Riley finds one scrap of paper or piece of wood from the antechamber that he took with him and has some connection with Benjamin Franklin, and they realize that someone has left them a breadcrumb for the next treasure. The treasure might still be real. Sequel has been set up, but now a more emotionally healthy but still lovably obsessed Ben okay. can ch- chase the treasure in National Treasure 2. The gold might still be real, but even if it's not, I, love my d- I know my dad still loves me. <laughs> <laughs> is that's the subtitle? The subtitle is The Gold Might Still Be Real, but even if it's not, I know my dad still loves me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah. so I could I I could you know, I could workshop the title. Yeah. But you know, other than that. Other than that, it's it's gonna be perfect. All right, enough about mine. Enough about mine. What's your Achilles heel? Um the movie is it is a Disney movie, mm. you know. Basi- basically. <laughs> yeah. Um and it's it's very quippy. And sometimes it's fine, but a lot of the time it's like these one-liners. Yeah. I would argue just, Riley's character is essentially just a one-line delivery machine. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And I think he's really <laughs> funny in the first like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then he continues to like bump into stuff and like say things. <laughs> yeah. And some of them hit, but up after that point it's just like, okay, we get we get it. You're, yeah. you know, you're like right. dorky. And yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that that, Maybe was a little bit overdone on the, you know, the, yeah, yeah, the the one liners, the the quips and that sort of thing. Yes, it it has this really specific feel to it. Yeah, that that yeah, I think movies had at this point, which I was gonna say, I think compared with Pirates, I as agree. You were saying I'm like Pirates has even more quotes than this movie, but. I think delivers it way better and is uh, the story. I agree. The story itself, it's like has real characters, real motivations. Yeah, this one, and compared with Pirate, and I still love this one. 
yeah. obviously. But compared with Pirates, this one is more of its time. Yes. I think I think there are more elements of mm-hmm. this one that don't hold up. Well, the to music. Time. I would say the music in this movie is, is terrible. <laughs> and I I bet you'll disagree, but like I mean, if we're talking about this compared with Pirates. Oh yeah. The definitely. music in this movie feels like an old video game or something. Yeah. Like it's I, fake there strings. Are, there it's, are it's parts of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. There are parts of it that I do like. Uh-huh. Like, especially like in certain moments, but largely I thought before watching it again, I thought I remembered it being really good, like the score. Yeah. And I watched it and I was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. I think but, of I mean, the movies I that like we've it. watched. For me, at least, it might as be. a musician, it's one of the worst. <laughs> I would say it is the worst music. Yeah, it's definitely. One um, but again, all being all that being said, I think what I'm I'm kind of choosing you. You talked about watching Dark Knight as a crime thriller and as a Batman movie, right? I'm like, well, there's this as a movie and this as an escape room, and I'm choosing to kind of look at it, look at it as an escape sure. room because yeah. for me, that's like how I enjoy it. Because right. if yeah. you look at a movie, I'm like, Riley. He doesn't like. He doesn't have a. Char- he's not a character. He's just, you know. He's just a disembodied head that says funny things and and hacks. He's right. the hacker. Yeah. Know? He's uh, a, he is a stereotypical character. Yes. Like this sort of character for this type of oh, movie yeah. in this time period. I think about Ocean's film. Eleven, The Italian yeah, Job. Right. There are all these movies that have like that kind of guy. Yeah. And he's always a quick talking kind of sarcastic. Yeah. Who's yeah. like, ah, oh, you're gonna make me do this now, you know. <laughs> All right, uh, safety net. What do you think stops this movie from being worse? I think that the way that the clues are done, like that first, the first clue, like the riddle, yeah, and then you know the things on the back of the declaration and all this stuff yeah. is like, it makes sense. Like obviously, yeah. it's fantastic and like would never, like it's obviously yeah. not real, but but it when, could happen when it's present the way it's presented is like, wow, that. That could be like it could be there. Yeah, you could have an invisible clue on the back of a famous document. Yeah, you could set up a ray of light from a clock tower. Right. Yeah. All yeah. these things are like when they do the you know um, in the beginning the pipe with the with the message on it. Yeah. The yeah. riddle. Exactly. The way he works through that riddle. I mean, like it all makes perfect sense. Right. So yeah, I yeah. think the clues are cleverly constructed in a way yeah. that that yeah. It, it's I would say they're a little easy. But I think that's just because it's a movie. Yeah. Right? I think they, the fact that they feel like they solved them all in the moment, I'm like, that's the only thing that for me feels a little unrealistic about it, where it's just like, in that when they're in that when they're in the Charlotte, the wreck of the Charlotte, it's like they solve it right there. You know? Ben and I'm does, like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, that he did solve it right away. And obviously he's a huge nerd with this stuff, so he knows all the relevant details. But yeah, yeah, I, I think, I agree. I think it's all set up really well. And there isn't this kind of like... It feels like that feels really intentional. It feels like yeah. they're like we want to set it up where it gets people thinking. Oh, what if this is there? Because there's nothing saying that it isn't. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 It's it's really cool. It's done with a lot of of care. Seems like. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. For me, similarly as I hinted before, I think all the American history tidbits. I think that the thing at the Christopher Plummer exposition at the beginning, all of like the the shots of the National Archive and mm-hmm. where they keep the the silence, do good letters, uh, the DC stuff, Independence Hall stuff, the aircraft carrier, like yeah, it's all really good. Yeah, it's cool. It's just an it's kind of a tour of American history, and uh, I I like American history a lot, yes. and so I. I felt like, yeah, this is this is cool, and it is fun to kind of look under rocks and be like, man, what if there are enough people out there who think this stuff is real, (laughs) 
And so it's it, but it's fun to think yeah. about. Oh, what if it was like? It, yeah, it's fun. This it's a it's a very patriotic movie. In like yeah, in, it in, celebrates in, America. Yeah, I yeah. think it, it's patriotism, and it's me and Phoebe were talking about this. It's sort of patriotism yeah. in its purest, best form. Right. You know, it's, it's not like, judging. No, it's like we but, love. Like, look at all these things that we love, and let's. What if? What if this cool stuff was there? You know? Right. It's. It's really. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. It's and it's not. It's not patriotic as in like. And our forefathers founded the greatest perfect nation in the world. Right. It's not that kind of patriotism. It's more like. Hey, they hit all this cool stuff, and it's it's like a tour of going back yeah. to what did happen, mm-hmm. regardless of the outcome or regardless of you know who was perfect or not perfect at the time. It's just kind of celebrating. Oh, hey, this happened in history. Right. Let's like let's put some fake stuff in there and yeah. and make it fun to look at. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. All right. W- uh, worst shot of this movie. I don't like, and this is more. This is, you know, it's like the two thousand four stuff. Yeah. That doesn't really hold sure. up. It's when they are explaining, they're planning on how to how they're going to steal the declaration. Yeah, and it's like there's all of these weird like zoom shots and like going through the floor and through the and it's like quick yeah. to the left, quick to the right. It's like I don't even know how to explain it, but it's right. I know that, that scene. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, there's a there's a not big z- there's a big reverse zoom or whatever. Yeah, uh, of like the declaration comes down. Yeah, it's resting place, and then it comes out, and it it looks like a like, like a video like game, an or, Xbox or, yeah. 360. Yeah. <laughs> game. It's not. It yeah. is kind of lame. I yeah. don't know. I feel like they could have done that better. Yeah, they could have done it practically, and it would have it wouldn't have taken anything away. Right. It would have made it better. I agree. Uh, for me, it was the there's the one bad guy, kind of the head henchman Shaw. Yeah, he falls to his death. Yeah, and that's that just felt again. It's like. People have been doing that kind of shot forever, and yeah. they can make it work. But this one, they feel, felt like they just were like, we're going to put you on a green floor <laughs> and just go, oh! <laughs> and like, that's what it looked like. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it had clear. no drama to it. I was like, well, that's I, just a guy in a room. you know? Yeah, <laughs> I agree, actually, with that. Because Shaw has kind of been there since the beginning. Right. And I, I do agree that there was not enough... Fanfare, yeah, or fanfare, like, yeah. sending him off, even right. though he is a bad guy. But I mean, sure, yeah, it happens ha- very. It's yeah. an accident, yeah, and yeah, and if again, if if you make that look a little more real or add a little bit of drama to yeah. it, it's like you, that just. So I do agree with it. that. Yeah. Uh, okay, best shot of the movie. There's, I have two. Yeah, and they're they're basically the same shot, but okay. different. Yeah, the first one is Ben has stolen the declaration, mm-hmm. and they have kind of found out that it's missing. Abigail has come outside to confront Ben. Yeah. And the alarm is like going off on the inside and she walks across the street and it looks like it had rained like right before they started filming and the concrete is like wet and it's reflecting all the street lights. Yeah, he's going into the van. Yeah. So she walks across the street and the the Washington Monument is in the background. Yeah. And it's it's just a really cool shot because like she's in the foreground and the monuments in the background and it's yeah. just it's really cool and then the second one is very similar it's them two fighting over the declaration mm-hmm. and the capitol building is in the background okay yeah that's cool. i love those two shots yeah the the locations were cool in yeah. this movie that felt that must have been really fun to kind of set up if you're the director of photography yeah. uh my best shot was i love the countdown timer it's like this they cut to it and it's going four three 
two and there's like intense music and that turns out it's just the microwave cooking oh yeah his ben's frozen dinner (laughs) (laughs) and i just that made me laugh because i was like it felt it was it was a little self-aware it was like oh this is this kind of movie but we're just kind of kind of fake you it's just a what made you think this was more than just a microwave right yeah 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 yeah, that's uh, I, funny. I enjoyed that. It was just well timed. I thought that that was worthy of best shot. Yeah. Uh, worst scene of the movie. When I think it is that when Ben and Riley are, are talking about, you know, here's how impossible it is to steal the decoration. I, mm-hmm. I, I wish I liked that scene better because I think mm-hmm. I really like the line. It can't be done. Not that it shouldn't be done, but it can't be done. I like that line uh-huh. a lot. And so I wish that scene was better, mm-hmm. but well, it makes me again Ocean's Eleven, which I'll probably reference more because it's this big heist thing. Right. Like, I've heard people talk about that. Like, oh, this is the Ocean's Eleven scene. It means it's the one where they're talking about how difficult it is, and yeah. you see this huge montage, and there's fun music behind it. Yeah, yeah. You're right. like that's supposed to be one of the most fun parts of the movie to watch. Right. And I probably was when I saw this when I was sixteen. And that's but and this is something that now it's not. Yeah, this is something that I've I was thinking about a lot while I was watching it. And yeah. I was thinking. I wish that I wasn't five when this came out or four or yeah. six. Yeah. And I wish that I could see it for the first time as an adult. Sure. And kind of experience yeah, yeah. it in that way rather than like I've seen it so many times that like obviously none of the twists are like none of the riddles. Right, I know yeah. the answer to all the riddles. Like I, right. And so I wish that I could it, kind of experience a scene like that without the nostalgia <laughs> blind. Of course. Me. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. But maybe you don't. I mean, maybe it's it's clearly it's better for you. You love the movie. You know? Yeah, maybe I don't. You're right. Yeah. Maybe I don't. I've only seen this one. I only saw this once when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And I liked it then. But yeah, now seeing it for the second time, I'm like, you know, a lot of this stuff falls a little flat just because of that. Sure. Um, all right. My worst scene was, okay, the Valley Forge passcode scene. This one maybe doesn't count, but I just thought, Riley is supposed to be this like elite hacker throughout the whole movie. We see him just like bypassing firewalls and plugging into mainframes. And he's like, he's Ben finds the passcode. He's like, Oh, these are her finger. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, it has to be one of these letters. That doesn't make sense. Uh, And he, and Ben's like, what is the, it's Valley Forge. He's like, it's Valley Forge. She, she hit the L and the, the E in the E twice. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, Riley. Riley's like, I don't have if, that on my computer. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> if you're um, if you're a coder, you would know that. It's like maybe yeah. you would hit the L twice. I think, you know, yeah. That that scene is definitely. It's uh-huh. supposed to be like because Ben is his own is a genius in his own way. Yeah, you know, of course. I guess it's a, yeah. You're supposed to be like, oh, his American history knowledge right. trumps Riley's technical like Riley's skills. technical skills are. Let me pull up all of the possibilities that these letters that right. you've given me could be yes. and I'm going to read them off to you so and you know and then Ben yes. it's kind of like yeah. double teaming that yeah and so I I feel like that's not a real one that would just right. bug me where I was, was like <laughs> if this guy was a real hacker come yeah. on man uh, as if there's such a thing as a real real hacker in the in a movie sense <laughs> Uh, my worst scene was just that gunpowder room standoff. It, it felt so melodramatic so quickly. Yeah. And it, all of a sudden, Ian's going from like, well, then I'm going to kill you. It felt so like out of nowhere where I was like, if I was directing this movie, I would say, wait till they leave the ship. And then you say, now I leave you on the ice. Like maybe it's a couple minutes later. But it just felt really weird to be like, 
where we're going to have to steal the declaration. There's no other way around it. And to be like, well, in that case, I'm going to kill you, my my personal treasure hunter, yeah. who I'm going to need later. Like, it just felt like it was so quick, and I didn't well, believe he, it. Well, he did, he did kind of realize, like, he, he was going to kill Riley, right? Sure. So, like, yeah. he knows he can't kill Ben, but he's like, Ben, if you don't do this, I will kill your friend. Right. So, like, it was more of that, but I, I do agree that his his turn is is kind of quick. And also, we don't. This is the first scene we see him in, so it's like we don't have time to know what his character is. Yeah, so it I was, feels a little out of. That's nowhere. something I was wondering actually, because this is another one of those things where I wish that I had watched it older and remember how yeah. I felt about yeah. it. But like, does Ian's turn? Do you have time for it to surprise you, or is it like, like when you first see Ian as you know when you were sixteen, if you remember? Yeah. Do you? do you just think he's just on the team and he's just a special, like, or do you, do well, you kind of foresee him being a bad guy because he's British? Realistically, if I'm 16, <laughs> I've seen Sean Bean in Lord of the Rings, in Lord of the Rings and James Bond. And I thought he was the coolest guy in the world. Right. So, so I was like, I love this guy. Right. So I probably didn't see it coming, but yeah, as a 34 year old, I'm like, I think he's obviously a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I would say just because of their, they throw, I think a sub cut couple of subtle little, things in there that kind of hint that he's yeah. really greedy right but at the same time i'm just like why would you blow that at the first 10 minutes of the movie rather than it being yeah. a dramatic thing right. later you know i, like, I do think that they could have waited for that a little bit yeah, longer but all. at the same time it's like you need there to be three parties mm-hmm. you need there to be ben's party Ian's party and the fbi yeah like those things need to be present throughout yeah. And so it's like you kind of do have to do that early. I would do two clo- two clues first then. I would say the pipe leads you to something else which takes 15 which more riddle. minutes. Yes. Uh, and then you. when you find the second thing, that's where they reach the point where they split cuz that way you have time to see, hey, these guys work together. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And we saw them work together, but now they reach their breaking point. Right. And it feels like the first time we see them, they're at their breaking point. And to yeah. me, that feels like a lost well, cause, opportunity. Yeah, cuz we have a small scene where they're sitting you know, they're excavating the Charlotte and they're kind of sitting on the top yeah. and they, they have a conversation about like, you know, right. And we've been working to find this or whatever. Yeah. You know, thank you for your investment, all this stuff. Yeah. And, um, and then the next scene they're they're gonna, right. They're going to split apart. Yeah. But I will say though, it, I find Ian this time around, I found Ian's motivations kind of interesting mm-hmm. because he, the way he, presented it mm-hmm. in that scene was not just I want to find this treasure so I can be rich or than I already am. Yeah. Cuz he's wealthy. I mean that's right. he's the he is the the bank, right, for all of yeah. Ben's stuff. Yeah. So I think his motivation as he presented it in that scene was you know, you and your family have been a laughing stock. I want you to have the opportunity to go to these people who have been laughing at you and say I'm not crazy. Look, mm-hmm. this is this is real. Yeah. And he always believed that the treasure was real. Yeah. You know, obviously. And I thought that that was, that was kind of interesting because yeah. that's where their whole disagreement kind of starts is that Ian I, says, you know, I want you to have this, you know, and there's nothing that, that is going to get in my way of, of letting you do this, right. of letting you have this opportunity. Huh. So I'm going to steal the declaration. But Ben obviously doesn't want to. So I thought yeah. that was I thought that was interesting. 
Huh. But I agree that if we had had maybe one more scene of them being bros, <laughs> you know, that it yeah. could have been even more Well, powerful. I'll give you another lost opportunity, ready? Just like they shouldn't have found the treasure at the end. You know how you ever played Assassin's Creed? Yeah. The Knights Templar and the Assassins? Yeah. There needs to be another organization that the Templars are hiding the treasure from, and Ian is one of those guys, and that's revealed <laughs> later. So that way Ben has to live his heritage by defending the treasure from who else? The shadowy organization. That's interesting. That, you know what I There's mean? There's definitely another movie there. <laughs> like yeah. If it was a different I'm movie. I'm saying that's a, that could be a sequel, though. Like, that could yeah. add to, the, you know, the, there are these two warring factions. One of them's trying to hide the treasure. One of them's trying to, to steal yeah. it. You know, this is, that, I, I would watch that movie. Call, I thought, call anyway. it something else. Yeah, <laughs> I, d- I just thought about that now, but I'm just thinking, as you said it, I'm like, that could be a cool wrinkle uh, yeah, or reveal. Be like, oh, and there's this other organization, and then of course you find out that Ian's part of it. Yeah, uh, best scene of the movie. You're not gonna agree, apparently, okay. but okay. I I love watching Ben solve that first riddle. Uh huh. Like watching it this time, I was. Oh, I, th- I was I like the riddle part. I was so impressed. I was like, this is so <laughs> awesome. Like watching him because they, they see the riddle, he uh-huh. reads it. And when he reads it, you're like, that doesn't, those words don't make any sense. And yeah. then he says, yeah, it seems like a, it's a really minimal riddle. The yeah. Phrase. And he's like, I need to think. And he walks and you, he walks around and the mm-hmm. way that he gets to that conclusion. And this is when I, this is actually when I came to my safety net about all the clues making sense. Yeah. Is that, he gets to he comes to this conclusion he solves this riddle and it's like of course <laughs> like that makes total sense that right. that you would get there right that it was what was the the it's it forged in iron, iron or whatever yeah. iron pen iron and he pen, talks yeah. about the ink being iron at the time but if if that's what it was the, the then why was, not just say pen yeah but right. what was forged was as if forged in iron yes and so yeah. i just i love all of that i yeah. just have so much fun watching that yeah yeah, I agree that that riddle, I, I had the same thought where I was like, this seems kind of lame. And then you're like, oh, no, that's cool. It's kind of subtle. Right. And then you have yeah. to read into it. Yeah. Um, for me, I thought it, I thought the best scene in the movie was on the aircraft carrier. Again, I felt like it more, more of an escape room than a movie. So it felt like, dude, so many bullets are fired at Nicolas Cage in this movie and not one of them hit. It's wild. We're, t- we're talking hundreds. <laughs> Machine gun volleys. The, the entire movie. And listen, I like the Mission Impossible movies. I get it. It happens. But like in those movies, Ethan Hunt gets hit at least once. You know? Or yeah. Something. Well, he's also Ethan Hunt. Of course. But the point is... Right. There's just like... He's never in real danger and you kind of never feel like he is. The, the, all the yeah. peril feels very kind of like we're just supposed to kind of go along with it. Um, until that point, until the the aircraft carrier thing where he has to go and the and like there's a lot of noise and this guy has is there's this plant in the audience and the the guy like tells him to basically we don't hear what he says but basically he tells him he has to jump off yep. and he has to like hide from the FBI and we was set up earlier that he was a diver that Ben was a diver so mm-hmm. he jumps off and they're waiting down there in the waters underneath the aircraft carrier to to steal him away yeah. with oxygen that is a good scene and yeah, I just I was like, this feels as if we're talking action adventure movie, which I think is what this movie is supposed to be. Yeah. Like that that felt like it totally worked. Whereas the other stuff felt like it was it was maybe yeah, like a bit the lacking. chase the chase scene where Abigail and Riley are being chased yes. and then Ben is being chased. Yeah, there's there's yeah. definitely parts of that that are like okay, 
And listen, one of my favorite movies is Star Wars, and the stormtroopers (laughs) miss a lot of shots. I get it, okay? But in this one, it just felt... Yeah. For some reason, it felt like it was just another level of like so many of them really should have hit. Yeah, you know? uh, if, our, if if the gunman is worth anything, he should have yeah, he should have hit yes. at least one because they're so close to him. Right. Um, I had an honorable mention, which is Christopher Plummer's the monologue and the oh, yeah. montage at the beginning. Yeah. To me, that was maybe the part of the movie that I enjoyed the most, just because of all the kind of alternate history stuff. Yeah. That's also why I think you didn't like it as much, but the Eternals. I really liked that aspect of that movie where there was all this kind of like, oh, this is woven yeah. into world history. I liked Eternals. Yeah. So yeah. I, in the same way, I loved yeah. seeing all this old ancient history. and I It was cool. That. And yeah. again, same Assassin's Creed. I've only really played through one of them, but I liked that kind of thing of like, oh, we're we're kind of rewriting history in this way that we'd never be able to yeah. find out about later. The, the Assassin's Creed game, games are good. Yeah. They have some really cool story. Yeah. Cutting Room Floor. What scene would you be able to cut out of this movie without the movie really suffering? I'm interested to see if we have the same one. Yeah. Okay. Um, the scene where Ben and Abigail are like changing clothes. Oh yeah. yeah. And they're, they're in like they're talking about like love. Like, uh-huh. Have you ever told someone you love them, not a family member? Yeah. Just cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, their whole love story too. Like that is another thing that made me feel again. It felt so one-dimensional where it was like... very shoehorned in. It's like, we have to have a love story. She doesn't have to be there for anything, really. Well, when they're handling the declaration, it makes sense that she's the one doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't seem super, I don't know, crucial. I just, I'm like, it feels like her entire reason for being there is just to be the love interest and... It's definitely part of it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Which we had, we had similar... Complaints for Elizabeth in Pirates. Yes, I think. Yes, although she, I mean, she's way better character. Even, oh yeah, even 100%. so, hundred percent Elizabeth. Yeah. Just like same time period of movies, though. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's true. We've gotten better, at, or people have gotten better at writing female characters. Definitely. That's for sure. Um, I have a fake one and a real one. Okay. My fake one is I would cut at least three repetitions of the phrase "steal the Declaration of Independence." <laughs> Those, they, they say it a lot. Those five words in a row, which is a lot of syllables, they say probably um, probably 10 or 12 times. Probably 10 movie. times, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> cut three or four of them, man, because it's supposed to be this huge weighty thing. We have to steal the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, and then that's after, a great scene, too. And then after, like, once you've heard it, he's like, you just stole the Declaration of Independence. And I'm like, <laughs> they do okay, say it okay, okay. Um, so I thought that was funny. I was ready for that, though. Um, yeah. For me, I think this is kind of interesting. We see Ian and his guys, like the dynamite, casing at the National Archive, breaking in, all that stuff, until they finally cross paths with with Ben. Cut all that, and yeah. we just see them when they come in. It, okay. Yeah. Like, we don't need to see their, stu- their preparations. Yeah, like door one, door two, door three. Yeah, yeah, We yeah. see Ben's preparations, and we just know that because like that's so much more interesting. We don't know what Ian's doing, and then all of a sudden, da, 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 they're paths. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's a great dramatic yeah, moment. I agree with that. So, and that, you could have created that. that by just cutting out those other things. Yeah, so, I could yeah. get behind that. Uh, imaginary deleted scene. What's a scene that you thought this movie could have used? I think we could maybe talk about Ben's mom one more time. Because um, yeah, that's true. The dad has one line. Where he's yep. like, you know, you he's talking about how you've given up your whole life. At least I had your mom for however short a time. Yeah. 
whoa, okay, so we learned that Ben's mom is dead. Yeah. And then we never hear about her again. Right, yeah. So it's like maybe <laughs> maybe in like that first flashback scene, make that a little bit longer and include the mom there. Yeah. Or maybe she believes in the treasure more and right, he's not maybe. chasing it something. because he resents the fact that he lost her and it reminds him of her. Something. Something about the mom. We could have punched this movie up pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> could have we're, easily made we're it. We're finding a lot of little nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So I think that could have been... <laughs> okay, great. Um, I already alluded to this, but like, give Ian a better backstory motivation. Yeah. Give him a scene that says, I'm one of these treasure hunters that they're trying to protect the treasure yeah. from. You know, like yeah. that could have been really quick, but it would have given this whole other... I love stuff like that where it's like secret societies all throughout yeah. history, and that would have given uh, just another layer to kind of appreciate the movie with. Definitely. Uh, okay. Unsung hero. Actor... Not in the top five of IMDb that you thought um, elevated this movie with their performance. Harvey Keitel. Ooh. Harvey As Keitel. Agent Sadusky. Yeah. Great. He's always great. He's, He's always so, kind of playing the same thing, Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It, I don't know. He's just really fun. Someone's yeah. got to go to prison, Ben. <laughs> he, say, he says that line yeah. twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I have a lot of fun watching him. And yeah. the the reveal that he is a Freemason at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, super yeah. cool. He's got the ring on. And Ben, uh -huh. when they're talking about, you know, the sort of the idea of, of why they wanted to hide the treasure and like all this stuff, it's coming yeah. from him. And we see his ring, the Freemason ring. I love that. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, that, that was cool. Yeah, he's a great. He's had some really interesting places that he pops up. Like I think about Grand Budapest Hotel. He's one of the prisoners that's like that's escaping. right. Yes, he's like a really good artist. <laughs> Forgot and about that. Ray finds us like <laughs> who drew this? Yeah. He's like your line is beautiful. You know, <laughs> like uh, he has so many great little roles. Mine's Christopher Plummer. Yeah, from the beginning. Yeah, uh, of Sound of Music fame. He just does. I mean, he does all the time. Knives Out. He's yeah. the, the guy in Knives Out. Yeah, he's just like. If you need like an old guy with gravitas, yeah, he very Incredible. he is gravitas is a great word yeah. for it. <laughs> he has that. All right, uh, quotes, best quotes of this movie. Surprisingly, I don't have that many. Me neither. And I think again, I think that speaks to how this movie aged. Yeah, because I think they wanted you to quote a ton, especially Riley. Especially I mean, Riley. I you could, but I feel like what uh -huh. makes Riley so funny is the actor's delivery of those lines. Yeah. I think that's what makes it funny. So like if I just wrote down the line and said it, it's it, not a funny line. I do have one yeah. that I think is funny yeah. that made me laugh out loud. It's at the very beginning. Riley says, we should be getting very close, but don't go by me. I broke a shoelace this morning. <laughs> <laughs> right. He says it's a bad, okay. a bad omen. A bad omen, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I, I didn't have... Any other quotes? Which okay. Is, I only had one as well. Yeah. Which made me laugh. They get to Patrick, Ben's dad's mm -hmm. doorstep, and he hasn't seen him in a while. <laughs> and he goes, he sees in that Riley and Abigail are with him, and he goes, is she pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Ben's like mid-40s at this point, yeah. you know, which is, that's something that you would say to like your 20-year-old son. But he goes, well, if she is, are you going to leave the woman carrying your grandchild out in the cold? <laughs> which is like, feels like such an inappropriate thing to say to yeah. like a, with a woman, the woman standing right there, you know? But I love that he just like kind of pivoted in that yeah. way, you know? Yeah. But that was a there's, funny... There's a lot of good Nick Cage stuff here. Yeah. I think. There's like the scene where um, 
he they have gotten the declaration and he's like and you're still shouting <laughs> like all of that all of that so please shut up like yeah. all of that is very nick cage that that graded on me that he kept telling her to shut up because yeah. i'm like she's not she's not loud or grating. Yeah, I'm right. like, she, no. she's just t- she's just being like, hey, this is insane. You're stealing the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. He's like, will you stop <laughs> shouting? <laughs> like, she's not the problem, bro. <laughs> you, you just stole You just committed treason. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Film or movie? It's a movie. All caps. Movie. All caps. Let's move Definitely. on. Yep. Uh, personal rating, I'm giving this a three. Um, like that's I said, very fair. that's... As as an escape room, if it's as a movie, I'd say like two or two and a half. Yeah. I'm like, there's just not a lot there for me to like sink my teeth into. Uh, but just as a, I don't know, I felt it almost felt like an old computer game where it's like like yeah. Carmen San Diego or sure. something where it's like you're solving the mysteries. Yeah. And I'm like, so if I'm choosing to look at it that way, giving it kind of a benefit of the doubt in that way, which I think is kind of what they wanted. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll give it three. I have a ball with this movie. Yeah. I have so much fun watching it. <laughs> yeah. I was just like laughing and like smiling. I don't know. I yeah. love it. It's a five for me. I okay. have so much fun with it. Okay. But the critical rating is definitely somewhere between a three and a three and a half. I yeah. think I, I, I lean towards three and a half because uh-huh. in 2004, I actually wrote this sure. down. I said probably lower now. Yeah. Higher in 2004. Sure. Um, yeah. But I'll I say would, three and a half. I would say critical rating, I'd say th- three, really two and a half because of, I, I wrote down three, but I think I'd change it to two and a half just because we're talking about Pirates and how that movie, same producer came out before and yeah. I'm like, it does everything way better and it was made before this one. So I'm yeah. like, you could probably, if you had someone else at the helm, if you had some, so to speak, if you had someone else <laughs> make this movie, um, maybe a little bit better. I think it's a. It's just we can't just say it's a product of its times. Yeah. Because there are these other movies. Several of the movies that we've talked about come from this time period, and they're just the stories are better. The writing is better. Yeah. There's there's definitely movies that that don't hold up as well. Whereas Pirates, I think ages like there's nothing in that movie that doesn't age well. I agree. I th- yeah. And but with this movie, there's there's tons of stuff that's like. Right. This isn't. This doesn't hit as hard <laughs> yeah. as it did in you know 2004. Plus, I think you do see. I would say uh, pirates is a genre, a swashbuckling action adventure movie sure. with pirates. Like that's a, a genre of movie that I think they had maybe a little more breathing room in. Whereas this one, yeah. this genre has moved ahead in leaps and bounds. Speaking of Mission Impossible, the right. last two of those, yeah, have been insanely good and that they've just elevated that genre to a whole other level and i'm like yeah it's hard to look at this whole action adventure spy mystery thing used to be just this and now we have like mission impossible six it's like there's real characters there's real story like everything is done so well uh, so it feels like maybe you know they just weren't. It wasn't even on their radar. Like right. maybe they weren't even thinking, "Hey, we have to make this a good story." Or we yeah, have it's to, you a, know. <laughs> it's well, it's a movie. You know, it's like right. it's yeah. how can we, you know, be intelligent with the movie? Like I think the movie is smart. I think it's a smart movie, mm-hmm. but it's for entertainment. It's just like yeah. you know, we're character. We have characters. There are yeah. characters in it. <laughs> <laughs> you but know? it's a puzzle delivery, machine. right? Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, all right, double feature. Jake's driving. This is your first. This is your first movie. What's your second? Do you also pick a movie for Jake's drive-in? 
Or is it? Or yeah, we're you... running it together. Okay, great. <laughs> like I said before, you put out the money. Okay. Because you're an accountant. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and I'm a musician, so you make more money than I do. So, we do it together. <laughs> right. And I'm a little more hands on. Like I'm like. You're doing, like there. I'm like, I'm like doing making the popcorn, <laughs> but like you front more of the money, so we're, right. we're naming after you. I show up in a suit at night, yeah, like yeah. making sure everything. But we pick the well. movies okay. together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with 2022 movie. Hell yeah, Uncharted. Oh, okay. With Tom Holland, I haven't seen it. It's uh, it's fun. That feel it feels it's fun. It's yeah. clues. It's like yeah. it's very similar. It the set pieces are much bigger and okay. more bombastic. Yeah, but interesting. It is a lot of fun. Okay, that's cool. I give it like the same kind of same yeah. kind of feel, same kind of rating. That's cool. Mine would be Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. It's a good one. I'm not picking Raiders for this one, just because that feels that honestly feels like it, so much more of like a I don't know. It feels more like a complete movie adventure movie but last crusade is just i just remember there are so many little breadcrumbs throughout it yeah it's and been a long time since i watched yeah. that one but but that's where he's, he's looking for the holy grail yeah yeah and and that's the feeling that i get from th- that movie is similar to the one that that kind of clue finding right treasure hunting thing uh i like i get from this so cool i would say that one Great. Well, uh that's pretty much all we got to say about this anything anything any closing thoughts for National Treasure? Nah. I, I just I have so much fun with that. I I actually find Riley a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, especially towards the beginning before he starts to wear on you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh he did make me laugh yeah, many times, funny. you know, okay. last night when okay. I watched it. So Yeah. It really stood out to me that he has no the only th- thing we ever get with him is that one scene where he says, "Oh wait a minute, is this how it feels?" Yeah. <laughs> when you know the answer, yeah, I he don't. knows about the the because they see that the time is like they've missed right. the time, the specific time. So but he it, knows about daylight savings. Daylight time. savings was invented after. So and that's the only time we ever get his like some motivation for him, where he's like, "Oh, I never know, and now I do know, and I like yeah. how it feels." And yeah. I was like, "That feels it's so different than the rest of the movie, yeah. where he just shows up and is like, well, <laughs> weird, <laughs> awkward.' <laughs> you know, he's basically Chandler from Friends. Yeah, the whole thing. That's all right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, uh, there's a new, there's a sequel coming out, a second sequel coming out next year, or the year after. I think it's a TV show. Oh, really? Yeah, I okay. think it's like a Disney Plus TV show. I will not be watching it. Oh, I thought that already came out. Oh, maybe it did. Maybe I I'm, think there's another movie. Hold on, let me double check. Well, here. I I watched the movie, but I don't want to watch the TV show. <laughs> there's a National Treasure 3, 2024. Interesting. I will be going to the theater to watch it opening night, but I don't think I'm going to like it. It is in development. Uh the plot is unknown at this time. So, uh I don't see anybody's attached to it. It could be someone playing a prank on us. It could be. That but has I will say before. this, they have made a logo. <laughs> that someone, looks so bad. Someone, That's got to be fake. Someone has they put just a yellow flat three yeah. on the National Treasure logo. So That's hey. got to be fake. All right, cool. Well, sweet. Well, we'll see you next time for Galaxy Quest. Uh, that's all for National Treasure. Bye-bye. Bye.